Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sports Night, the podcast at noon. <laughs> Sports Night at noon. Yeah, we got to work on that. We, we may, we may not. We'll see what happens. Uh, we are presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, as you can see in the top left corner. If you are watching this on your computer screen, this is the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Network, and if you have not listened to our podcast yet, we appreciate you coming on for uh, the, the football preview show and uh, among other things. Among other things. Yes. I'm Chris Yao. I'm always joined by Maurice Patton. We do want to take a moment real quick and thank all of our sponsors, uh, Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, and of course the title sponsor, Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Uh, Custom Stone Handlers believes in leadership, and outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. Contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. All right, so like I said, we're going to be doing a, a, a few things differently this year. Unlike in the last couple of years, we, we've kind of focused on football, but we definitely want to include our other sports. Uh, fall sports include volleyball, girls soccer, uh, cross country, and golf. So anytime we can you know, put some emphasis on those athletes as a positive, uh, we definitely want to do that. So coaches, if you're out there and uh, you want to send us results and let us help you uh, promote your kids. We'd love to have you do that. You can, you know, we'll, we'll promote them here on the podcast as well as our website. Uh, you can email us. We'll, we'll give you all that information. All you have to do is just ask us. We'll be happy to provide that for you. But speaking of volleyball, you did get out this week. Uh, you got to see Hampshire and Mount Pleasant. Yeah, um, District 11A opener for both of them. Both of them coming off of wins. On Monday night, Mount Pleasant went out to Kalioka and won in five sets. Hampshire won over at Zion, and so um, both of them kind of coming in on a roll early. And um, exciting. Mount Pleasant wins the first match, I think it was 25-16. Then Hampshire comes back and wins the next three to take it and improve to 2-0. and Again, a um, couple of really, really nice teams got some young talent both of them do and looking forward to seeing what they do as the season progresses unfortunately they're in the same district with defending class a state champion summertown so yeah and summertown is and they've got every important piece back mm -hmm. uh including katie burdett who was um, state attorney mvp state attorney mvp just no big deal yeah she's <laughs> pretty darn good so it's it's tough to uh to know, you know, to expect you to, to be too competitive against a team like that, they are really, really good. Um, excited to watch them, you know, and cover them this year. Sure, we sure. We get a chance to do that. And as you look at the screen there, summertime will be in action this weekend. Um, they play at Columbia Central on Friday. Interesting scheduling there. But um, they go over to Middle Tennessee Christian for tournament play on Saturday. So, so they're, they're going to be going. Um, Again, got a full slate. They actually play tonight. They play tonight at Loretta. So and that's that's a huge yeah. Lawrence County rivalry right there. If Summertown and Loretta are playing checkers, <laughs> tiddlywinks, you want to check it out because they're going to go at each other. But um, that's an um, interesting weekend for the Lady Eagles. And, and a, a really great weekend for volleyball in this area because, as you mentioned, we have the Katie's Hope Tournament. 
which is at, held at Columbia Central. It starts on Saturday morning at 8 a.m., and we're really excited about that. Uh, we'll get a chance to get out there, maybe see some folks and take some photos and that sort of thing. Really, really yeah, a big deal. And that is a big deal. That's something that they've done for the last five, six years now, I guess. It's a, um, it's a cancer benefit tournament. Most of the proceeds go to um, help fight cancer, support cancer patients and their families, that type of thing. So um, pretty important. We've got, I think, most of the local teams participating in that one, along with Waverly, Hickman County, East Hickman, and, and McEwen coming in for it. Columbia Central hosts it. Um, Santa Fe, Hampshire, Mount Pleasant, Zion Christian are in it, um, and I think Holyoke. So, well, and so really excited. If you get a chance, get out to Columbia Central on Saturday morning. Uh, there's really plenty of volleyball to be seen, and lots of local teams as well. Uh, let's talk a little bit about soccer. Girls soccer had a big week for one particular. Uh, team and player uh, out at Zion. Yes, sophomore Ava Corbin um, scored as many goals in a game as a lot of people score in a year. Um, Seven goals Tuesday evening in Zion Christian's 10-1 win. 10-2 win. 10-2 win um, against Loretto. Uh, I said 10-1 because Spring Hill beat Columbia Academy 10-1 on Tuesday as well. So, um, Big game for Spring Hill, tough loss for CA. But again, congratulations to um, Designs, Ava Corbin. That's huge. Seven seven goals. Yeah, that, <laughs> I like what you said on Twitter. If, if a three's a hat trick, then seven must be an entire haberdashery. Exactly, exactly. That That's huge. Um, it'll be interesting to see how she follows that up. Yeah, well, I mean, can you really follow up seven goals? Maybe you can. We'll see. <laughs> exactly. Um, as a matter of fact, she will have a chance to do so tonight, uh, Thursday night. We've got four local girls' soccer games. Giles County visits Columbia Academy. Richland travels to Cullioca. Summit is at BGA. And Mount Juliet Christian does travel to Zion Christian. So make sure to get out uh, and support those local teams as well. Again, Second game in as many days for Summit, right? Well, um, they played Wednesday? I'm not sure. No, that, that was volleyball. Uh, volleyball got away. I'm not sure if soccer played or not last night. Okay. Uh, but I know volleyball played last night. They got uh, varsity wins over Riverdale. Varsity and JV wins over Riverdale too. Okay. But yeah, so plenty of girls soccer to get out and see tonight. Uh, I'm sure they'll kick back off next week, and you can find that schedule on our Monday podcast. And trying to give you guys some information here as we go along because everything's a little bit different this year as we are Southern Middle Tennessee sports and we're doing things, like I said, a little different. So trying to help everybody keep up. Absolutely. Um, you know, we are the, the best option for local sports news and, and updates. So make sure that you're checking out our podcast on Monday, uh, around noon. And of course, Thursday around the same time. So it's time to talk about high school football. Um, we've got, some really important matchups this week. We have border battle over at Independence. We've got, of course, the Backyard Bowl here in Spring Hill. But we've got a, a couple of other pretty big matchups that are, are important, not only for bragging rights, but you know, really just to get off on a good foot, a good a good footing. And and I think all of these games are important for the fact that they're the first time this year. 
for this in 2020 that these guys have seen somebody other than themselves with mm-hmm. everything that's been going on with the pandemic. We've had no scrimmages. We've had no jamborees. And so I think that's going to be the biggest concern for these coaches going into these games this weekend is, you know, how sharp are we going to be against somebody else, particularly almost, defensively, I think. Well, absolutely. But, you know, almost every single coach that we've talked to has made mention of the fact that they're not sure how good the football is going to be. Right. You may see several turnovers. You you know, offensively, quarterbacks trying to throw the ball against, you know, haven't done any seven-on-seven. Seven. They haven't even played seven-on-seven, seven, guys. Not just non-contact. They haven't even played a seven-on-seven seven against another team. Well, I'll tell you what. If you if you watch much seven-on-seven, seven, it's not necessarily non-contact. That, exactly. But, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be different going out there and going up against a different colored jersey. I, and I, I know these kids are going to be excited. As we talked to Ben Martin on Monday, it, we mentioned how the emotion is going to play a factor because early mm-hmm. you, you, you're going to have to make sure you don't expend all Burn of your out. energy yep. too early being excited. So that that's going to be a, a you know a different challenge. So I'm really curious to see how um, how things are going to shake out. But lucky for me. I get a chance to do that a little bit earlier than anybody else. Um, tonight, Richland, the Raiders, travel down to Rogers, uh, which is located in Green Hill, Florence area, just past the state line in Alabama. They are the only school to play an out-of-state team this week, so that's exciting. But uh, we talked to um, Nick Patterson, I guess a week or two ago mm-hmm. and uh, for, for the magazine. And he seemed pretty excited about the team he's got this year. Uh, yeah, he does. He's got about 13 seniors. He really likes his junior quarterback, Sam Edwards, as well, a kid who missed last year with a preseason knee injury. So uh, they've, got, they've got some guys that have played a lot of football, and, and you know, particularly in a Class 1A program like that, that's valuable when you can have that many <clears throat> excuse me, upperclassmen that have contributed for a long period of time. I, I think that's kind of your your key to success. They got into the playoffs last year, first time in like 12 years, looking to follow up and build on that. And I, I like them going on the road this weekend, uh, tonight, as a matter of fact. Like you said, I, I really um, I, I'm pretty fired up about the Raiders. I, I think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, we, we saw a couple of transfers that, that they – kids that they got in and if if they play anything they like they look mm-hmm. they're gonna be pretty good athletes exactly. so uh richland definitely has some 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 good looking kids um so that's tonight it's gonna be thursday night football thursday night lights make sure you're following us on twitter at sm underscore tn sports hashtag only game in town uh i will be out and tweeting video and all kinds of different things uh we'll go live on facebook about 6 50 um, just to kind of give you a little preview. And, of course, we'll have a, a halftime in-game report as well. So lots of great uh, stuff going on this weekend. We're going to talk about five local games that are tomorrow night, including two major rivalries, well, three major rivalries, actually. Exactly. And um, so we'll get to those right after this on Sports Night, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Welcome back to Sports Night at Noon, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Uh, we're going to talk about our... Maybe five, that's our name. Sports Night at Noon. Sports Night at Noon. That sounds like a great name for me. I, I'm, I'm good for it. Hey, given some of the other names that, that we're dealing we talk with about, around here these days. That it, it, yeah, I mean, hey. Might we, as well. <laughs> nothing makes sense anymore. It's 2020. S-N-A-N, Sports Night at Noon. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right, so look. We got five games to talk about. We're going to talk about one that's a little unique. You said local. <laughs> it's this ain't it. This one ain't local. <laughs> uh, so there's this that. may be farther actually than Richland to Rogers. Oh, I well considering you can't get to Clay County like you said you can't get there from you here. You can't get there from you here. Just you just got to go somewhere you else. You got to go. Yeah, you absolutely do. I mean, yeah. it's it's an insane trip, and Columbia Academy is going to make the trip to Clay County to Salina. 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 I'm sorry, sorry, Salina. Yeah, Salina. Whatever. Santa Fe. <laughs> exactly. Come on now, but um, uh, and and they will gladly make the trip because the alternative was to not play at all. Um, or, or Knoxville or, or West. West. Yeah, the the five A state semifinalists. Yeah. So so yeah, um, Columbia Academy found out last weekend that their opener at Marshall County was not going to take place. Marshall County had some um, COVID-19 issues. Officials at both schools thought it was best to just bang that one. And on short notice, they were able to come up with Clay County. Clay County was supposed to play a Kentucky team, and apparently... They're not allowed to play out-of-state teams. So, there you go. So... Columbia Academy had to break out the road atlas and figure out how to get from here to Salina. I think they're leaving before noon tomorrow. Yeah, and, and that's probably not a bad plan. You know, it's it's a, it's a long trip, uh, but again, like I said, it, it, the other option was to play Knoxville West. And can you imagine being Charlie Lansdale? He says, uh, "Yeah, we'd love for you guys to come play us." You know, and and I, you know, what's going through his head is, "Do I really want to subject my kids to potential?" Injury with you know them just being so much bigger and deeper. Yeah, and, and and the long term effect because they play Shelbyville next week, a five A quarterfinalist last year. Yeah, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. Charlie Lansdale is not afraid to play anybody anywhere anytime. I promise you that. But there are a lot of things you have to think about. And playing Clay County, a team more similar in size mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, is is a very good option for them. Look for that game to be very fun. If you want to find out how to listen or watch it, you can visit our website. We have that information for you at sm-tnsports.com. Moving on to the Battle of the Mount. I'm not sure if it's the Battle of the Mount since it's at summertime. Well, I mean, somebody's going to win. It's still the Battle of the Mount either way because somebody's going to win the battle. Somebody's mm. going to get bragging rights. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, and, and Mount Pleasant and Summertown. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. And, and you know, those two kind of hang out at the Sonic down there and different things like that. Oh, there's so no there, there's a lot. This is an underrated rivalry, I think, right here. It's just, just, just so the, young. It, it's young. You know, Summertown hasn't had football that long. Right. It's so, their fifth or sixth year. Something like that. And, and between <laughs> that and, again, the closeness of those two communities, um, a lot of bragging rights at stake right here. So, and and this should be a fun ball game. I'm looking forward to 
the play of the two quarterbacks in this one. Tavarius Strayhorn will be making his second career start. He's a junior, sophomore? I think he's a sophomore. I believe he's a sophomore. He started at Zion Christian last year when um, when Hayden Lovely was um, nursing an ankle injury, but this will be his first start as the starting quarterback. Colton Schaefer, six foot six. Colton Schaefer at Summertown. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's in the water down I'm there. I'm telling you, it's something special because they, he's not the only one. I mean, they've yeah. got a couple of kids who are really big, uh, tall receivers, uh, big running backs. They, they've got a lot of kids who are going to be very difficult for Mount Pleasant to contain. Yeah, so um, this this should be an interesting ball game, a fun ball game. If you've got a chance to get down there, I think it will be worth your while. Um, obviously, you got to be careful with the, Oh, if you're going to Summertown, take lawn chairs. Yeah. They say they've got plenty of space down there for that, again, in light of the pandemic and TSSAA guidelines and that kind of thing. So um, they're not make yourself nece- at home. They're not necessarily limiting tickets, but they are distancing each other mm-hmm. in the bleachers. So if you want to go, you can get in the gate, but you're either going to have to stand or take your lawn chair. Yeah, yeah. But this should be a fun one to do that at. Absolutely, and it's going to be an insane atmosphere. So if you haven't got a ticket to one of the other local games, you're, you, that would be a good one to, to go to if you're just looking for something to get out and, and see. And speaking of Schaefer's, if you want to go down there a little bit early, run through Schaefer's before the mm-hmm. game, and um, you may take a nap afterwards, but um, it'll be yeah. worth it as well. We, we may get to uh, I may get a chance to do just that on Friday Night Bites. Uh, <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah, Friday Night Bites on TN on Instagram. Make sure you check that out because I'll be uh, reviewing a local restaurant before whatever game I go to each week. Really excited about that. All right, let's get into uh, Summit and Independence. Summit travels to Indy in their first game after um, a bit of a letdown in the Class 5A state finals last year, but this is a game that the the Spartans feel like they should win, and Independence feels like they may be getting a little bit um, less respect than they think they deserve. Yeah. So this time, when normally it's Summit coming in with a chip on its shoulder, I believe the Eagles might have that chip this year. And, and you know... Scott Blade is is, is is laying all over that chip. That chip will be a boulder by seven o'clock on Friday night. But um, you know, again, you talk about kids that that hang out at some of the same places. Mm-hmm. They know each other. Some of them have played ball together, mm-hmm. and and diff, you know, just the dynamic of this rivalry. And again, um, Summit has won two of the last three. Indy has not lost at home, so. That'll be something else that, that Blade will be working on as well, I'm sure. But um, these teams, Indy's going to be a little different than they have been in years past. Independence, will see, you're going to see a little bit different um, offensive style, a little less spread it out, throw it around, a little more spread it out, hand it off to mm-hmm. you know your big running backs. You've got Jackson Campbell who's coming off an all-region performance as a wide receiver who mm-hmm. now moves to the quarterback position and that completely changes the dynamic of this Eagles offense. Uh, you still got some good receivers. You know, right. you still got Brigham Oracle and um, 
I'm intrigued by this big tight end. The tight end, Tyler Condra. That's the one that, that I think makes the difference because you've not seen Independence run a tight end offense, and you may see them run two tight ends this year, which is just wild to me. It is. It absolutely but, is. If you if you were around for those Andrew Bunch, Nate Johnson teams, to see them go two tights, it's, it's almost blasphemous. Well, but here's the thing is that's the difference in Scott Blade and a lot of other coaches. He's willing to play to his strengths. He can still run his offense with those players because when you've got a guy like Condra who stands 6'4", 225, that's a pretty big tight end target. Uh, I mean, it's it's just like and, – and I'll throw his name out there because for two years he absolutely just manhandled independence from that tight end position. That's Walker Merrill. You know, if if – He's able to do anything like Merrill was able to, to be as, you know, at, at Brentwood. I think that this could this could be a really big turning point for the Eagles and could be a massive offensive uh, juggernaut if done correctly. So good luck to Jackson Campbell. I think he's got the tools to be the quarterback. He has played quarterback before. He was a quarterback a as a freshman. Yeah. So he's. He, I don't think he's ever played quarterback in a varsity game, uh, but – should be fun to watch Friday night at, at Independence. is going to be a blast. And you'll be there. I will be there. Uh, be there with bells on. Excited. Uh, be one of twelve hundred people in the in, in the stadium. So if you haven't gotten a ticket to that, probably not going to get one. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. There are some options to listen to the game, uh, and you can find that on sm-tnsports.com. <laughs> and next to last, Zion Christian. They traveled to Grace Christian. Um, Zion, talk about looking a little different, is going to look very different. They are going to look very different, particularly under center where um, Mark Lowry is no longer. Right. Um, be the first time, first game they played without him probably in five years or so. I think he played some as an eighth grader. Uh, threw for 2,000 yards, 24 touchdowns last year. The torch is being passed at that position to Luke Perko. But I'm interested to see how how often, how effective they are in getting the ball to Sam Sullivan out at receiver in particular. Played limited, saw limited time last year. Joined the team late. Three games, nine catches, 23 yards per catch. Yeah, that, I mean. Um, game breaker. And to see him for a full season is, is something I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. Uh, Grace Christian is still looking for their first win in school history. I think no. Did they? No, no. Grace has been to the playoffs. I I'm think. sorry. Yeah, yeah. They um actually they spoiled Mount Pleasant here two years ago with a big 46-44 win, but that gotcha. was their last victory. They went on to That's what it was last year. Their first yeah. win in in a while. Yeah. In more more time than they'd like to consider. Um, one thing: if you go to Grace Christian on Friday night for this ball game, you will notice a couple of numbers in each of the end zones. Um, Eleven and twenty-three. Um, those are in honor and in memory of Grant Solomon, a football, I'm sorry, a baseball and basketball player there at Grace who was um, tragically killed in a car car mishap last month. Um, like I said, big time baseball player, wore number 11 in baseball, played basketball as well, wore 23. They'll be honoring him with um, displaying his numbers in both end zones. So, um, fine tribute for um, I known his dad for such, yeah, uh, such a good 35 kid. years. Yeah, fine tribute for a fine young man and family. Absolutely. All right, 
So, we've got one more game to talk about. And we're going to talk about that when we come right back. It's the Backyard Bowl. Backyard Bowl 4 at Spring Hill. We're going to talk about it when we come back on Sports Night, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Sports Night at Noon, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. It's going to get us every time. There we go. Uh, we're going to talk about the Backyard Bowl, Backyard Bowl 4, uh, tonight, uh, tomorrow night at, uh, at Spring Hill High School at Buford Gladney Stadium. It is sold out 100%, but there are several ways to watch and listen. You can listen live on WKRM uh, for the 74, 74th consecutive football season. They'll be broadcasting Columbia Central football. Um then, of course, you can watch the NFHS broadcast. Uh, that link is in our um, in that same article on the website. But if you're in Spring Hill and you want to watch the game and you don't want to pay for NFHS, you are welcome to do so. You can go down to Jonathan's Grill, uh, located in the crossings, and watch it there. There's going to be a lot of people there. Um, it's going to be kind of a, I don't know, like a... A tailgate party atmosphere. I have to assume it's going to be fun. I think. You know, if I, if ever I could be in two places at one time, that would be it. Because I I'm headed to that ball game, but I'd really like to see the atmosphere at Jonathan's for this ball game. In fact, if you are at that game, yeah, feel free to take any pictures or any video or whatever. Let Hashtag only game in town. Send them to us because. Um, We'd really like to get some feedback and some flavor from that off-site um, viewing party, I right. guess. Right. That's exactly what it is. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, how that plays out, but even more interesting will be how does this game play out? Uh, you know, for the last two years, Spring Hill has literally had the game won and still somehow didn't win the didn't game. Didn't win the game. Yeah. Last year, two point conversion, um they they score a two point conversion, go up fourteen thirteen, except one of their players on the sideline, they get flagged for not enough men on the line of scrimmage, decide to kick the field goal, miss the extra point and lose thirteen to twelve. There you go. Two years ago we all know what happened. Two uh, years ago, we <laughs> have a, a day-and-a-half halftime for Lightning. Um, Spring Hill is controlling the game at the break. They come back on Sunday. And when you Central, say control, they were controlling, controlling the game. The game. <laughs> yeah. Um, come back after a day-and-a-half break, and Central figures some things out and wins it going away. So, you know, Spring Hill is due a break in this yeah, matchup. They really, they are. really are. And And... It'll be interesting to see how that comes about. I, I really think this is going to be a battle of the running backs. Uh, yeah, uh, no question. I think Christian Biggers is the key for Columbia and Landon Seacrest for Spring Hill, for sure. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing how both those guys respond to that to that expectation. Um, Biggers coming off an 1,100-yard rushing performance last season, 10 touchdowns. Secrets was Spring Hill's top rusher last year. I think he's excited about, you know, being the focal point of that offense this year. But don't sleep on Dante Prowl. 
if if Ben Martin finds a way to use Dante Prowl on offense just just to get him the football, folks, I don't. It's very rare <laughs> in high school football. This is a number that is going to stun you. We don't. Again, we've said this before. We can't verify this because it just wasn't there. But, but they say <laughs> that Dante Prowl was laser timed at a 4.3 second 40 yard dash. And if you have any idea how fast that is, it's faster than you think. <laughs> Literally, if you think it's fast, it's faster than that. Chris there, Johnson ran a 4.28 at the NFL Combine. And there's no question that in high school football, he's going to be the fastest person on the field 98% of the time. So, if they can find a way to get him the football, whether it be jet sweeps or just quarter, or you know, quick hitch routes, whatever, if he gets in the open field, if he gets the ball in space, yeah, if he's even, he's leaving. You know, I and and again, I've been doing this for a long time. I don't know how many four threes I've seen. I don't know how many four threes there have been, but just the fact that. Um, the Spring Hill coaching staff would put that out. There. If he's even close to a four three, he's still the fastest person on the field ninety yeah. percent of the time. Absolutely, and so that's a weapon that you have to figure out how to use. Absolutely. So, again, uh, hey, here's the thing: Spring Hills on a one game winning streak. <laughs> we did that last year. There you are. There you <laughs> they, are. They won their last football game. That's always the goal, but it's typically not the last game of the season of the regular season that you want to win. And and. and to be fair, Columbia Central probably should have won their last football oh, game. Um, Talk about heartbreak. The Lions in the first round of the 5A playoffs go to undefeated top-ranked beach and lose 6-3. And, and lost on a fluke 50-plus yard, yard touchdown run touchdown before halftime, I think. Yeah, just before halftime, they you know break off. A, and it was less than two minutes to go in the game, or in the half. In the half. So – you know, get a stop there. You might win the game 3-0, whatever. But so Central is probably going to be one of the better teams in the, that region 5-5A, which is probably among the top regions in the state. No doubt. Uh, no question there. So this is – but, again, when you're talking backyard bowl, throw the records out, throw them out the window. <laughs> they don't matter. Um it's it's all about emotion and passion and again first week of the season you've not played anybody else this is a chance to just do your thing and hope that you make fewer mistakes than your opponent and, and that's what's going to happen and, 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 and I really think that's the mindset for both Jason Hope and Ben Martin in this ball game try to minimize the mistakes I mean it, that, that's the mindset every week but particularly in this ball game with everything that has and has not taken place you're just trying to get through this um, with as few mistakes as possible and hope that the ones that you do make aren't costly that's it. All right, so let's go ahead and pick tell em. folks. And, and pick them. Who's going to win this thing? Oh, well. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to get the, the this season underway. I know everybody else is as well. So we're excited to see you out on Thursday and Friday nights. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Let's go ahead and get into it. Who's going to win these games? First, Richland at Rogers. Um I'm traveling down. Uh, being from Alabama, I know the tradition that Rodgers has. And when I say tradition, they have a very, very long 
hard fought tradition. Um, last year they went three and seven, and they are definitely not going to let that sit. They've let it simmer for long enough. Um, I'm going to take the Pirates in this one. So, but it's a battle of Pirates and Raiders. So I pirates guess the Buccaneers are going to win. Yar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like Richland in this one. They won seven nothing last year at home over Rogers. Um, part of a. I think it was a six-game losing streak to start the season for Rodgers. And um, like I said, the way Richland played all year, getting into the playoffs for the first time in 13 years, um, big deal for them. I think they've got a lot to prove coming back into this year, and and getting a road win would be a great start to that. I, I like the Raiders in this one. All right. So moving on, Columbia Academy traveling to Clay County. What you got? The Bulldogs will win this ball That's game. That's right. That's exactly right. 100%. <laughs> Since they are both Bulldogs. But um, I think the visiting Bulldogs, I, I just think Franklin Walker is an X factor in this ball game, especially the way um, CA plans to use him this year. He's going to be in the slot so they can motion him into the backfield. Charlie Lansdale said that they're going to run him some as a Wildcat at um at quarterback in the Wildcat, they did that in a um, scrimmage this past weekend a couple of times. And this kid's a threat to score from anywhere on the field at any time. He was, um, I think, the number three rusher in Murray County this past year and also did a lot of damage catching the ball. But um, I, I just, his explosiveness is really something that I'm not sure how often Clay County sees that type of speed. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this is a Columbia Academy win. Uh, but again, short week, short preparation. Um, not knowing who you're going to play is a, is a completely different kind of atmosphere. A long trip. Um, Columbia Academy is going to have to uh, overcome quite a lot, but I'm, I'm going to take the Bulldogs in this one as well, Columbia Academy version. Yeah. Um, all right, so over to Summertown where our friend – Jim Bratton will be reporting live from Summertown. At Jim Bratton on Twitter if you yes. want to keep up with um, updates there. Yeah, absolutely. So Mount Pleasant traveling to Summertown, and uh, this one, like we said earlier, is going to be a barn burner. I, I, am, um, I am excited about both these teams, as I mentioned earlier, but this Summertown team, they've got some experience, particularly at the skill positions, and – that's an experience that Mount Pleasant has yet to get. They graduated so many key seniors off of last year's team, and I think ultimately that's going to be the difference. I, I'm taking the host Eagles in this one with um, with their version of the triplets with um, Colton Schaefer, Anakin Johnson at running back, and Javen Edmiston, who will be their Franklin Walker, I think. He's yeah. going to move around a lot, very versatile kid, and, and can do some damage whenever he's got the ball in his hands. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Summertown, I, I'm taking Summertown as well, but this is not a slight on Mount Pleasant. I think that it's going to be a very good football game. could go either way. I'm just taking the home team because home teams, they, they get my toss-ups. If yeah. it's a toss-up, I'm going with the home team. <laughs> there you go. Uh, although, not sure how much of a home team atmosphere there's going to be because everybody and their mama is going to be there from both schools. So <laughs> it could be like those old uh, – those old iron balls in Birmingham, so <laughs> who knows. All right, Summit at Independence, who you got in this one? Uh, you know, 
I took the Spartans last year in this one, incurred a lot of wrath from a lot of folks in southern Williamson County. And um, <laughs> man, Independence just they they tore you up they did. last year on they Twitter. Did. <laughs> but but thirty four fifteen. That's right. Right. You, you won. So, so there we go. And um, Indy has never lost this game at home until Friday night. I like the Spartans in this one. I. Um, I think Indy's going to do some damage as the season progresses. I just think in the first game, Summit has has a lot more experience where it matters. I like the Spartans in this one. That's the key, and I, I agree with you 100%. I don't think that this is – the unknown factor is going to be play into Independence's favor a little mm-hmm. because I'm not sure that Brian Coleman and uh, Coach Melton have – you know, any idea right. how to defend what they're going to look this like this independence team because you have you don't see any film you haven't seen any scrimmages you've seen nothing, so it's going to be a little. It may start out with uh, some you know, some surprises, but in the end, I think you're right. I think the leadership of Destin and Keaton Wade, um, Brady Pierce, and that bunch is really going to be the key, and I've got some as well. And then finally, Zion takes its. Uh, it's new team over to Grace Christian, and um, I, I'm going to take the, the I'm going to take Zion in this one just because, again, it's a I think it's it's a matter of good coaching can overcome obstacles like what we've seen from everybody this year. Uh, you know, being the first game of the year, I think when you have a good coach like Brad Lowry, uh, Zion gives a a, a a really good shot. Uh, gives himself a chance to win. Yeah, and I think their experience up front is going to be a real key as well. With When you're talking about two teams that neither of them has a whole lot of depth, um, I think Zion Christian's experience up front will allow them to kind of run the ball a little bit more maybe than they have in years past, maybe wear Grace down a little bit. But I like Zion pulling this one out on the road. And finally, your – your game this week, you get a chance to see the Backyard Bowl at Spring Hill, and uh, you'll be one of about 900 people there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, about 1,000 people if you include the, the players. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting atmosphere. Sure. I, think that, I think, again, we're going to see that this weekend. I think we're going to see that all year with the COVID-related guidelines and that kind of thing, and I'm just intrigued by what the game is going to look like, both on the field and off the field. But, um, uh, again, we talked in the last segment, I think, um, the running backs, um, Landon Seacrest, Christian Biggers, will kind of be where this game turns and, and which defense is better able to slow down the other running game. Um, I think with Columbia Central's, even as they're untested up front, I just think when those guys lean on you for four quarters, eventually they're going to wear you down. And I, I like Central in this one um, probably close, but, but I think Central gets it done on the road. Well, like you said, Spring Hills do a break. <laughs> they are do a do break. Do a you... break in this series, and I picked them last year. And should have won that game. Uh, so I am once again going with the Raiders. I've got Spring Hill in this only because I, I honestly feel like they have the opportunity to break some big plays. Mm-hmm. Um, even losing all region performer Avery Wurstel, uh, 
you know, I still think this is a very good team up front. Uh, in the defensive backfield, you've got um, Sebastian McClintock. No, 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 McCartney. McCartney. Sebastian McCartney, you know, he's he was their leading tackler last year. Obviously, that's not ideal if, you know, your defensive back's your leading tackler. But he does a good job leading this defense. I think this is the year that Spring Hill gets the break that they need and they get the win. So, there you go. There you go. All right. So, so what did we do? We've got, um, we just, basically it was, you got Richland, I got Rogers, you got Columbia, I got Spring Hill. The rest right. of the way, it's Columbia Academy, Summertown, Summit, and Zion. Okay. Um, so, we'll get a little, uh, we could be tied if we split the two, but other than that, um, We'll see how it goes. See how, how it works out. For yeah, sure. we'll, we'll revisit it on Monday and um, come back with some some results and some highlights and, and go from there. Right. So on Monday, uh, we will have, again, highlights, recaps, um, all kinds of great things that you're going to want to tune in to see uh, around noonish. Uh, it'll premiere on our Facebook page and we'll put it on YouTube and the website as well. Friday night after the games, you can read the game recaps. It'll be a little bit late, probably after midnight, but it'll be close. Um, we'll have game recaps on the website, sm-tnsports.com. Follow along live on Twitter, at sm underscore tnsports. Uh, I'll be retweeting Mo Patton, myself. I'll be retweeting Jim Bratton and any other uh, local sport uh, scores and notes throughout the night uh, if you want to be a part of that hashtag only game in town we'll be following that as well we'd love to hear what you guys are seeing and hearing out there in the stands and it may be at Jonathan's or whatever uh, we want to make sure that you guys are part of this as well thank you so much for being a part of Southern Middle Tennessee sports and continuing supporting local sports coverage through our website Again, you can subscribe for absolutely free. Just go to our website, sm-tnsports.com. You can type in your email, click sign up, and that's all you have to do. You'll get everything that we um, that we write. Directly, directly to your mailbox. So you don't have to do a thing. You have to do absolutely nothing. So we appreciate it. Again, thank you so much for being part of this. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at SM underscore TN Sports on Twitter and Instagram and at SMTN Sports on Facebook. Before we go, sure. Hit your sponsors. Ah, let's go ahead and sponsor. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we want to give another shout out to Columbia Academy, Beck Dental Care, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Custom Stone Handlers, and of course, Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, who has been so helpful. Um, we want to make sure we thank them as well. So thank you guys once again. We appreciate everything that, you, that you've done for us and We'll continue to do. Follow us on social media for Friday night. It's going to be a great one. We'll see you on Monday. This has been Sports Night at Noon, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint.